0: Welcome to FoxCast SLP, a podcast for clinicians made by clinicians. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Find out more at foxrehab.org. Welcome to FoxCast. I'm your host, Jimmy McKay. Bringing back no stranger to the program is Fox SLP, Gail Kemeny. Gail, welcome back to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm happy to be here
0: again. Showing your wide range of skill sets outside of uh, being a speech language pathologist with Fox Rehabilitation. Uh, Now adding an author uh, to your resume yet again. Uh, You were doing some writing for us. We like to share clinically excellent content at our website, which is foxrehab.org. Just penning an article titled Speech Language Pathology, Cognitive Therapy for Dementia and Beyond. Why did you decide to pick this topic? What did this resonate with you?
1: I love cognitive intervention. I think it's extremely important, and um, I know that a lot of people recognize the need for cognitive intervention with residents with dementia, but they don't necessarily always recognize that that goes beyond just people with Alzheimer's and dementia as there's many more diseases and processes that require intervention.
0: I like this one sentence that you wrote in your article that really jumped out to me is the problem with this belief is that the over acceptance of cognitive changes in older adults may lead to many individuals with cognitive impairments not receiving the care they need and deserve. That that one really stuck out to me.
1: Yeah. So often people write it off as, you know, this is just the way it is. It's not. It's not always a normal process of aging. So Things like reduced processing time and that sort of thing are, but that doesn't mean that it should be affecting your everyday daily function. And so when we see that it is, it's a great time to get intervention and we, we have to stop believing that there's nothing we can do about it.
0: Well said. And that and that's something the SLPs as a professional like to plant their flag in and say, not only is there something we can do about it, there's lots of things and we want to share that information with you.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: How speech language pathology can assist with cognitive decline. When that topic comes up, how SLP can assist with cognitive decline, how do you typically respond? What do you say?
1: Well, I say it really depends on what exactly is going on. So, I mean, but we can help across the spectrum. You know, it can start as early as helping people to develop a good schedule that's going to help reduce periods of forgetfulness, uh, making sure that they have things in place for, like, calendar management and and whatnot, as far as, like, helping those who are nonverbal interact with caregivers. So, so, you know, a lot of that caregiver education is to, you know, this is what's really happening memory-wise and thinking-wise that they can't remember those words. There's just so many things that can be done, and, you know, every individual needs to be looked at, and we need to assess based on their independent
0: needs. You mentioned the spectrum. Uh, some people might mm-hmm. key in on Alzheimer's, while prevalent among older adults, is not the only cause of cognitive deficits. So, you really did what I thought you did well in your article, which was keying in on the different patient populations which this can affect, and then talking about how an SLP might be able to assist. So, how about we start with uh, individuals who've suffered a, a CVA, surgery Cerebral vascular accident?
1: When you think of a stroke, everybody goes, oh yeah, you know, they have problems finding their words. But so often people that have CVAs have cognitive deficits as well. So they may be able to communicate pretty well with their family, but they might not be able to get back home out of like a rehab center or whatever. Or if they are at home, they might be struggling because there's cognitive impairment as well. So it's really important for Healthcare providers to recognize that so that they can refer and get support for interventions to help not only the word finding, but as well as the uh, cognitive impairment.
0: Uh, I thought this one was important and you really keyed on it in your article, which is one of the key questions that a speech language pathologist will seek to answer when assessing a person following a stroke is what is causing the communication breakdown? Is it verbal expression deficits, receptive communication deficits, or cognitive deficits? That's the one key question that really you have to start with.
1: Yeah, and that is what a speech therapist does. Like we're looking at, okay, is it the ability to get the words out? Is it we're not understanding what people are saying, so we're getting the wrong answer, or is it that we can't remember? So, and, and treatment and intervention for that is going to look very different depending on what it is. So, and that's why it's so important to get a healthcare professional in there, a speech therapist in there, because that's what we do.
0: Moving to a different patient population that speech-language pathologists can definitely have, which is uh, those suffering a traumatic brain injury.
1: Yeah. um, A lot of people don't necessarily think about that for your older population. I think I mentioned that in the article. So often they have falls or, you know, I mean, they get in car accidents because reaction time isn't as good as it used to be. Yeah, we definitely see TBIs with our older adult population and TBI is such an insipid disease. I mean, it, it affects a lot of that higher level cognitive function, which again, a lot of people will Right off as, oh, it's, you know, age, but really it's because they had something happen to their, their brain. And, you know, with therapy and intervention, we can certainly help them restore that function. So um, it's an, an important aspect to look at.
0: Other forms of dementia and neurological diseases, really kind of rounding out the areas you wanted to key on and make mm-hmm. sure people were aware at. Talk a little bit about those areas.
1: Everyone hears about dementia and they think, Alzheimer's straight up, Mm -hmm. Um, but there are different types of um, dementia, you know, like frontotemporal and that's going to look completely different than an Alzheimer's. I mean, that often affects behavior and it moves really quickly. And so, you know, the intervention for that is going to be very different than it would be for a typical um, person with dementia. And then, you know, you have your Parkinson's related dementia and other neurological illnesses that can so often, I mean, even things like anxiety and depression can result in changes in cognition, so... It's important to know that all of these things can affect our cognitive function.
0: In closing, you said as professionals who work with older adults, it's important for all of us to be alert for changes in cognitive function, striving to encourage mm-hmm. individuals to seek answers for the cause of those cognitive deficits and reassure these individuals that there is help. And that's what your profession, is specifically working with older adults, that's really what you're there for.
1: Yeah, and we partner very well with OT and PT and physicians and whatnot so you know the more people that are aware that hey you know this isn't necessarily normal and we stop you know accepting everything as normal the more likelihood that people are going to get the help they need and then they'll be able to age in in their home or wherever they want to be more easily because they are receiving the support and care system that they need to be able to do what do that right if they want to stay at home, the best way to do that is to make sure they have systems in place to be able to allow that to happen.
0: Re- really keying in on common versus normal. You know, while something might come yes. up very often, writing it off and saying there's nothing that can be done because this is a normal part of aging, that's really where SLPs, as well as you mentioned OTs and PTs, should really be able to chime in and say, well, let me, let me see if I can uh, if I can really explain that a little bit better. And there are things that we can do that have shown to, to be beneficial. Absolutely. Where do you typically go for resources, uh, you know, for, for topics that we just talked about today? Is there somewhere that you would send the audience to with confidence, a website or an organization?
1: With this article, I know I got a lot of information from the Alzheimer's Association. So that's a good
0: place to start. If you'd like to read more of the article in full, you can find it on our website, foxrehab.org. That's under Fresh Fox Content. Uh, Gail, I appreciate you taking some time out to not only talk with us here today, but in writing and really summing up uh, the topics we discussed in your article. So thank you for doing that.
1: No problem. I'm happy to share my, my knowledge and the knowledge of many people who are wiser than me.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening to FoxCast SLP. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Fox clinicians work hard, love their work, and get the respect they deserve. Sound good? Then you'll love the autonomy to work in your own style and the support you get to achieve excellence. Plus, freedom and flexibility to have a personal life. Whether it's your first day or you've been around for a while, your contribution is acknowledged and rewarded. That's what makes Fox a success. Happy, well-trained clinicians make great health care. Are you a fit for Fox? Find out now at foxrehab.org.